This is Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. That makes no sense. You can be funny and not be offensive. The same way this is your workspace, this is my workspace too. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. You'll be a little smarter and we'll be a little smarter and it will be great. I was close to being right. You know what's interesting? If you don't agree with this, then just turn us off. We're throwing down. Hey everyone, welcome back to Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffey Levine. I'm Jess King. And quick shout out to friend of the pod, Matt Zukevich, for that fantastic, dope intro he made us. I literally can't stop listening to it. It's so cool. I feel really cool. It makes cool. me feel legit. It makes me feel really legit. It makes me feel really cool. Um, and he's the realist for doing that for us. It makes me feel really proud of where we've come. Yes. So we're five episodes in, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us so far. Doing this every week brings Lily and I great amounts of joy as we had everything that brought us happiness stripped away from us during COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. My friends. And this was my great. <laughs> my and here we are. Um, and thanks for joining us on the ride. Remember, follow us on our Twitter and Instagram handles at throwin underscore down. Uh, we post some good content on there. And we're going to hope to get you guys some cool things going in the next few weeks. We don't really know when we're going to stop this. Hopefully, we never do. And we just kind of never. Never. We're just and playing we just it by ear. On this. Um, and I know you guys like listening to us talk. You have to now, right? But, I mean, hopefully, we'll get some cool things going soon. Some more bonus content. I liked when we did that. That was cool. So we have some things in the works for you guys, but today we're going to talk about something that everybody loves and needs. Football? We need we, football? Lily, do, do we, we need did football? Did we decide, do we need football? I don't know. Let's, let's I don't. break that down a little bit. Um, I, I, think let's, we, I think we have to start off by defining the difference between a want and a need. Good. Things, things I need. It's very similar <laughs> to like what a plant needs. Sunlight, vitamin D food, water. Those are things I need. I cannot get through the day without them. Sunlight, arguably, sometimes I can get away without that. If I drink enough coffee, I'll forget to eat. <laughs> if you um, sit in your room for so long and you realize, wow, it's 8 p.m. Like, I'm sitting in my dark, I'm sitting in my room, like, so when it gets really, really hot out, I won't open my shades because the sun will beat in really bad and it'll, it'll That's warm That's the way up. the heat works. <laughs> so I'll like leave the shades closed, AC on, I have my iced coffee and I'm, I'm a bad plant at that point. I'm like no sunshine, no, no food, really? just, just me and my iced coffee. Um, so those are things that I would define as needs. I'd also put in the needs column, we'll do that one here, as like love and support. Um, Friends and family. Friends and family. Yeah, how, whatever form that comes in for you. So those are things I would consider needs. Wants. Let's talk wants. Um, a million I, dollars. A million dollars. Um, a vaccine for COVID. People to watch the WNBA. Um, now, if I don't have any of these things, will I be okay? I won't be thrilled if I don't have them. But, but I'll survive. be okay. I'd survive, right? Um, they're unfortunate that we don't have them. We really wish we did. But um, I, I could get through the day without them. So again, want them 100%, but I will not be yes. physically harmed without them. 
So my stomach will not turn and I will still yeah. be able to sleep at night. There we go. If I'm not watching college football on But still Saturdays. watch the WNBA and broadcast more WNBA games. Because they So won. I really feel as though college football falls into the wants column. Me um, too. I agree. And which is why I have I and I think a, a few other people have trouble with the idea that we're doing college football, no questions asked. Um, and players have come out in support of having a season. And I am always in favor of college athletes banding together to come out in support of their rights and what they deserve as college athletes. And I think it's a very, very, very complicated topic because there are benefits to having college football for these athletes, obviously social and economic benefits. However, if we're doing the weighing the pros and cons, it does not seem as though at this stage in the game, there are proper plans in place to do so safely. So Trevor Lawrence kind of was the first one to come out with the we want to play movement. Jess, do you want to talk a little bit more about what he said, what he did? Yeah. So he tweeted, well, so he tweeted hashtag we want to play. And then the ball started rolling here, Donald Trump, with the big quote tweet. The student athletes have been working too hard for their season to be canceled. Hashtag Truth. we want to play. Truth. Student athletes have been working too hard for their season to be canceled. But you here's know my thing. Here's the thing. I get it. And last episode, if you guys listened, we talked a lot about how we really like to see athletes band together and use their voice and their platform. And they are obviously entitled to feeling like they have to play. They want to play. Nick Saban actually came out and said that he thinks that a lot of the athletes, the student athletes, will be safer with them on campus than running around in their neighborhoods and communities at home, wherever home may be for them. And a lot of athletes do think of their college as home. So that's something to note. But here is the thing. We are in, I feel like college, specifically college football right now, and like who's deciding on playing, is this whole chunk of madness. Like D2 and D3 done right they're not playing mm -hmm. and then we have a bunch of d1 conferences that have just called it quits because for them it's just not it's not worth it it doesn't bring in that much money a lot of the players aren't going pro but then we have the power five we have our acc our big 10 pac 12 sec so on so forth shout out pioneer league football for canceling the season the only thing i agree with in the pfl is that they, <laughs> is that they canceled the season they canceled this season but we have these other guys who obviously have a really good shot of going pro. They have making money for their school uh, and all of the greatness that comes with being shown on TV on Saturdays in the fall for a college football player. And that's great. We know you've been working hard, but like, guys, what the heck is the point of all of this? I, I don't get it. If half of the teams are canceling and the other half aren't like, it just doesn't make sense. I, I would like to see some uniform decision-making across the board here during the pandemic because I'm kind of sick of it. I'm, I live in New York. I've been quarantined at home since March. And then I have people running around the country never, they haven't experienced half of what the people in like the tri-state area have experienced. And like, 
That was crazy. I went, no joke, 15 days without leaving my house. Like, I have a porch. I didn't even go out into my porch. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, that's all I'm saying is, like, we have so many differing opinions and stuff like this, and everyone wants, one state wants to do one thing, one state wants to do another. I just wish we had some type of leadership in this country, in sports, for someone to just be like, enough's enough. We're just not going to do it. Like, we need to have some uniform decision-making processes here because this time next year, we still might be having the same conversation if every state, every three or four states are in a different position during coronavirus. Like, mm-hmm. New York's doing really good right now, but Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas are not doing great. And then what if we swap in the next seven months? Like, it's going to be crazy. And I know I've gotten really torn up on this tangent, but – Basically, I respect every player's decision to want to play. If I worked that hard, I really would want to play. I would play absolutely want to but play. But guess what, Trevor Lawrence? Everyone freaking knows you're going to get picked up in the draft in the first round. First overall, probably by the Patriots, I think, in the conspiracy theory area. We'll get to like, we know we'll do that conspiracy. You can play. We'll do football theories in a little bit. And there's players that are like less likely to get drafted, and this season means so much to them. But guess what, guys? If any of you players are listening, I can promise you that no one's going to hold this season against you if you Mm. choose not to play. Like, it doesn't make you look less manly if you opt out of a football, college football season during a pandemic. And I think that's, like, as you noted, like, the lack of unity in the entire – not just in the NCAA, in the entire country about our response to this is that how do you expect – to have, even in within conference play, even if there's only conference games, how do you expect to be traveling the way that teams have to travel? There's, there's, very, there's a lot of limits when you're traveling with that many people. How do you expect teams to travel the way that teams travel in conditions like these? And going from location A to location B, wherever your, your home school is to wherever school you're playing, the amount of contact that you have with people who have had an unknown amount of contact with other people en route is just it's almost infinite so there's just no way of controlling it when you have all of these variables constantly moving and that's the big issue of like we, we're not playing college football in a bubble these athletes aren't paid we're not isolating yeah. them from their friends and their families uh because of this because they're not making any money and so that kind of leaves us as like, that was the, the major league baseball thing of like, well, they could have done it in a bubble and they didn't. And that's where they went wrong. You can't do college football in a bubble. You can't ask these players to do that. So where does that leave us? That leaves us with, we have to A, manage coronavirus, B, call it on this season. And I really, really, really do respect the players wanting to play. It is true. These players have worked too hard to have their season canceled. However, it's not worth another coronavirus death. It's just not. Let's be real for a second here. The world will still be here if we can manage this virus. And they've already done a lot of eligibility things with the spring athletes and things like that. So I I just can't. We'll be fine if we don't play football. I just can't help but think that there will be cases. There will be long, even if, even amongst people that have recovered from coronavirus, there are long-term health conditions that come after that that could be ending that could be ending to an athletic career and so I just if we're doing risk versus reward the risks do not outweigh the reward in any way shape or form 
And this is where, like I said, it's incredibly complicated because players want to play and it's their voice and it's incredibly important to use their voice, um, especially in situations like these when they don't flow in, there isn't really a very clear idea of what's going on. But there should not be a college football season. And I'm really, really sorry to the players that want that. And it's their voice, and I'm glad that they're using it. But the thing is, it didn't have to be this way. The players will suffer. The players are the ones that are at risk when they're traveling and they're playing if they proceed the season. The players are also the ones at risk if they don't play the season. They're the ones that might lose out on scholarships. They're the ones that are losing out on playing time and things like that. But it didn't have to be this way. It never had to be this way. So none of it is on the blame of the college media, the college athletes. It's just not. It's not their fault, and they're the ones suffering. But it did not have to be this way, and it is. It is this way. And now people are going to suffer either way we play it. Whether we have the football season or if we don't, there's going to be people that are negatively impacted like by this, but that's where we're at right now. So it really kind of leaves everybody and all of the decision-making in this really scary spot. Yes. And so now it's Tuesday when we're recording this right now and the world is kind of the world. That's so dramatic. No, the, the world. The, yeah. The country is, there's a lot, of, lot going on today. I actually woke up at six this morning I've had a very productive day. We're recording at like noon and I have gotten a lot done today. I am not usually a get up at six kind of person. But, but we are usually never a do anything before noon type of crew anyway. Yeah. Um, I, special. I woke up and there was a bunch of Ben Shapiro stuff on Twitter that I honestly didn't really understand. And then I went downstairs and my dad was watching TV and he's like, Russia found a vaccine. And I was like, so my doctor told me this I morning. I was like, I, I thought I was like, I was like, what's going on? I was like, I said, I was like, it's like one of those headlines you read on Twitter. And then and you're, you're like, like you true? click on it and you're like, oh my God, somebody's trying to sell me fake Ray-Ban for 50% off. And then they spam and hack your whole Twitter account. But. So a lot what, going on today for sure. What's and what going else? on? Allegedly, what else? we're supposed to have a decision by the Big Ten Pac-12 to see what the hell is going on? I mean, the ACC, quote, absolutely intended to play this fall. Um, and then... A lot of conferences you? have canceled already, like the Sun Belt Conference, which I will not lie, I don't think I have heard of all that often. Mountain West has canceled. The MAC has canceled. Um, like Jess said, ACC is still playing. Well, so Pioneer League five- canceled. <laughs> The, Pi- the Power Five commissioners met on Sunday, and then they were supposed to have another meeting on Monday. So far, nothing's coming out. I literally think it's a bunch of white old men in suits just, like, yelling at each other. I That's, like, what I think is going correction, on. Correction, I bet they're wearing golf shirts. But. <laughs> it's summer. Just come on. Come on. We're in good. <laughs> Their AC is probably cranking, man. But something that not a lot of people might have saw coming that I do want to address is, like, update. This is an update from Pete Thamel on the Pac-12. Uh, Pac-12 coaches and ADs got a sobering medical perspective from a group of Pac-12 doctors last night. Source called it eye-opening, and the information was on myocarditis, uh, which is a heart condition, and that, quote, made it real, the effects that coronavirus can have on you. So whether you're playing this season and you get coronavirus and you need to get medical expenses, this could affect these athletes down the line years to come. So even if they are lucky enough to get a pro contract, who knows their season might get their career might get cut short because they have heart conditions. Um, 
doctors also expressed concerns about proximity that comes with full contact practice. Uh, quote, it's all in the president's hands. I think that is meaning the presidents of like the universities and colleges and athletic departments. Um, so that was tweeted two hours ago this morning on Tuesday, August 11th. So who knows? Now it's kind of like, okay, the ACC really wants to play and Power Five really wants to make money because that's what they're that's what they're there for. They're there for college football. At that showbiz, baby. <laughs> I really wanted to do that. And then we have, oh, wait, they're actually listening to medical advice. So maybe who freaking knows what's going on? That's what I'm oh, talking about. I can't even keep like, up with all these long-term. making my head hurt. With these long-term uh, effects that the COVID-19 might have on people that recover from it. That's been, that's something that I've heard about for quite some time now. And that's something that's been incredibly frustrating to me, taking this very seriously in that I think people, um, you know, friends, acquaintances, whatever, when I'm like a little bit more cautious about things, people are like, oh, I get it. Like you haven't met, like I have diabetes. So they're like, oh no, completely understand. Like I know you're more at risk or whatever, which yes, that's true. And I, I'm obviously looking out for my health and all of that. However, I think it's frustrating to me that people don't get that I'm like, no, I'm not really just looking out for my health. I, I'm looking at, I want you guys to be okay too. And I don't think a lot of people, especially young people are really getting that like, is the survival rate pretty good for younger people? I think so right now still. However, there are younger people, 22, 23, 24 years old that come out of this with long-term negative medical health effects because of contracting the virus and that's something that I'm like that's obviously upsetting because I don't want it, it's awesome if you recover from this that's awesome and that's obviously what we want if anybody does contract the virus but I don't think that it's just a one-off okay now you're all better like there are long-term health conditions because of this and I obviously don't want anyone to be affected by that so that's like a little frustrating because people are like oh no I get it you're more at risk and I'm like I think we're all kind of at risk, and I think we should be a little more cognizant of that, that this isn't just an old people thing. This isn't just a people with pre-existing medical conditions thing. This is an everyone thing, and yeah. I think we all need to be a little bit more on board with that, and I know people have gotten a lot better with the mask, or people in certain areas have gotten a lot better with the mask wearing and stuff like that. Good adjustment there. But, but we're just not all the way there yet, and I think we can be but we're just not yet. And so I think it's time to like ramp up the take in this series a little, a little bit because I'd like to have college football next year. I think that would be really fun. And, and I would love to watch all the killers in college football right now playing in the NFL and like, yeah. Years. And so I don't know, I guess that just kind of like leaves us in a really I'm tough torn. spot. Basically where it's we can really end tough. this is- It's really tough. So the Big Ten is the first conference. They were meeting at 10.30 a.m. right now. To us, it is 12.27. Do you know uh, where they're meeting? Like, in what time zone? I don't really know, honestly. I just, I hope that it breaks right now. That'd be wait, pretty sick. Every time it, I get a notification on my phone. Do you hear that? No. It's no, the sound not yet. of nothing not yet. breaking. <laughs> it's the sound of them not breaking yet. Let me... Okay, it is 3.24 p.m., and this happened after we finished recording, so now we're back temporarily for a few minutes. We're um, going to 
break it down. Because the Big Ten has postponed its fall football season and will attempt to play in the spring. Sources confirmed to Mark Schalbach, Schalbach on Tuesday. I would have butchered that too, though. At 3.02 uh, p.m. And it's 3.24 now. So, the Big Took a while. Ten, took a couple hours. Took a couple hours. If waited on the recording, they would have yeah, been... the Big Ten has officially canceled for, like, 20-ish minutes by now. Um, and I think this is the first of many. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's been a bunch, like, coming in. Now this was, like, the one. So, I think that the Pac-12 is going to cancel, too. They're mm-hmm. going to not cancel they're gonna postpone because that's what they did they're gonna try to play in the spring hopefully things work out for us by then um some people are shocked across the social media platform I'm not at all like I mean you and I both said like we were, we've been like preparing for this for like a couple of weeks now yeah I've um, emotionally made peace with the situation I've made peace with the situation I was expecting something of these sorts to happen and now I think it's just going to be like a matter of time before other conferences do the same thing. And maybe even some of them go back on their original, we're definitely playing this season. Yeah, I wonder what the ACC is going to do. Because they said that they were definitely yeah. playing. So then it's like Big Ten's out, Pac-12, what like. I don't know, the not? Big Ten cancels. I think if the SEC cancels, that's going to be. Like season. if you get three out of the five of like the big ten uh big power five yeah um then i think then i think what's the point in doing that you know what i mean like then everything else would go like if three of them said like no then like they're like okay then like why are two conferences gonna play that kind of be stupid so that's uh, it for tuesday as of 3 or 3 p.m big ten postpone their season probably until the spring and dominoes the rest will fall but I, I guess we'll just wait to watch the dominoes fall. So mm-hmm. that's that. Back to the episode. <laughs> um. So this is Jess and me back on FaceTime because more news broke and we recorded on FaceTime, but then there was no audio. So now I'm here with the audio. But a little bit after four, it was announced that the Pac-12 decided to cancel all sports through the end of 2020. No football, no basketball, nothing. They said they'd consider restarting in 2021 at the beginning of 2021 if conditions with coronavirus improve we obviously want athletes to be able to uh, go out there and show the work that they've put in for so long however health and safety is obviously the number one priority so we will see from here where other conferences continue to go and now back to the rest of the episode um moving on still on football though Still on football. So we would love, obviously, to have the virus managed in a way that means we can proceed back to having things like college football in a safe and practical way, meaning that we would get some really awesome rookies in the NFL season next year. Um, But as for the NFL right now, which is still happening as far as we know, Currently. Still happening. 66 players have officially opted out after the Thursday deadline. The New England Patriots have the most opt-outs uh, mm-hmm. with eight players. That's and- right, baby. Taking this coronavirus seriously. <laughs> Lily's a Patriots fan. If you Patriots, guys forgot. Patriot, Patriots Lily's winning. from Boston. If Patriots, you leading, Patriots are leading in Super Bowls. They're leading in, or Super Bowls kind of in modern history. 
uh, leading in taking the pandemic seriously. You just love to see it, New England. You love to see it. Um, are they taking the pandemic seriously, or is Bill Belichick just a genius and he is scheming to get that first pick for that so, long-haired beauty, Trevor Lawrence? Someone actually asked me, um, like a uh, like a week or so ago, or a little while ago. Do you think? Um, I forget exactly how it was phrased, but like, do you think? Belichick is going to know Brady better, or is Brady going to know Belichick better when they play together? I said that I think Belichick is going to know, gonna Brady, know better Brady better. Because I just think that... I think that it's his, two different they, skill sets, yeah, like, of what you're trying to do. Knowing players and knowing their skill sets is his job. Tom Brady's job is yes. playing quarterback. And I also think that Belichick is always, always thinking... So I'm sure he had. I'm that sure man's years big ago, old he head had, has a big ass brain in there, and it is always turning. I mean, also like I think players are just way more predictable than coaches are. I think that a playbook can literally never end. Belichick's um, playbook, I feel like, is constantly, ending, constantly changing. I feel like, and Brady is at Brady. some point, Brady's Brady, and like you know that when there's a couple seconds left and he's down, he really might choke. I mean, I won't he's deny that. Old. He's old. I respect I feel like it. his old man brain kicks in a little bit. He's also like 43. Yeah, like, let's, when we use the world old, like, no, I know what you mean. He's yeah, not. Yeah, but like, you know how sometimes the jokes are just how like. How old is so Kyler easy? Murray? Kyler Murray's what, 24? They just, yeah. they're in different stages of thinking I guess in life you know that's what I mean though I mean I feel like some at some point Brady's decision making skills like they hit the peak and then like you kind of just go down like you could be as good looking as you want to be at 48 Brady but like your brain ain't as sharp as it was when you were like three does your mom ever be like how old are you again and you're like that's what I mean like you're like I'm your child you know sometimes your parents will say like something that's like kind of questionable or like they'll like no i do something like, stupid like almost like make me, a left on red but you know you can't make a left on red it's no, a right for me on it's red. the thing of like filling out a form or something like one of my parents would be like you're you're 22 right and i'm like yeah yeah you were there like you know what yeah, i mean like you, you did you've this been there. you did this you brought um, me into this world <laughs> take me and, out of it <laughs> um so like maybe brady's kind of in that that realm of things is ter- in terms of thinking, but here's my, I've, I've talked to this with my, I talked about this with like my Patriots friends. Um, and I am not one of the like, Oh, it's never. It's not me guys. Just so not, you guys know. Just, I'm not the Patriots. Friends. Just isn't in the Patriots fans group chat. Um, I wasn't one of the like, Oh, Brady sucks for leaving or like, we'll never be the same without him. Like the era's over or whatever. Like, obviously, like I'm in the You, you managed to survive that. Yeah, period. I'm in the boat of all good things must come to an end. And I more so saw Brady leaving with like a full heart of gratefulness for like a really awesome childhood full of great sports memories. Um, and so that I have so corny, <laughs> Lily. I have no, like, I had no bitter feelings that I completely understood it, whatever. And then now moving forward the season and we're like, Oh, what's going to happen? How's it going to go? Like, and for me, I, I have a weird, and this is, I'm just like, I'm a spoiled brat about this stuff, but I'm kind of excited 
to have a Patriot season where I literally have no idea what's going to happen. Like, basically, the last seven years has been like, okay, they're going to win the first 12 games, they're going to lose to the Dolphins, and we're going to, like, make it to the AFC championship slash Super Bowl slash whatever. I'm excited to be, like, going into week when I have literally no idea what's going to happen. No, no no idea. Zero. I'm so yeah, psyched for Cam Newton. like you wouldn't take, like, you would take oh, those no, winning seasons over the unexpected and eventual losing seasons. No, that's completely like, fair. I'm just getting the silver lining of, like, I don't know. So it's a so Patriots fan. It's gonna be it's gonna be entertaining because we don't know what the outcome is. Not that we ever did okay, know what fair. the outcome is, but it's gonna be far less predictable because the team is completely like restructured. I'm really excited for Cam Newton. I think him and Belichick together is going to be like the most interesting of combinations, and I am yeah, so excited be for weird it. Weird together, almost. I just, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, I don't see feel like it's going to be like huge egos. Like, you know, when two people start dating, like you have like friends or like acquaintances that start dating, you're like, really? You two? Like, never really saw that. And Have then it. they hit it off. Yeah, I feel like that's a Brady and Cam. Or are they really? like, you they're too. or they're going to be that couple that looks really good on Instagram, but then like in real life, they kind of hate each other. So oh, we'll, we'll see. see. But that's the thing. We don't know. And we're going to see. And I think it'll be exciting. If, I don't know, are we even going to have a football season? I think like that gonna they're happen? gonna they're gonna try for it the same way that the MLB is gonna try, and here we are. Oh my god, I cannot believe the MLB Week is still out, going. And Willie <laughs> really can't believe that the MLB. I is was still just going. we and really that's how we're thought. gonna be for the entire NFL season. I think I think they're gonna play, and that's just how we're gonna think about. It. So as far as like, I can't believe. I think we were both a little like, wow, two weeks ago we really thought baseball was over, and we're still here. Um, I. I said this a few days ago that, like, watching sports now, I think I watch them so much more gratefully, knowing with how everything went down during the original shutdown with um, how quickly the NBA season was canceled and how quickly everything followed after that. Like, I watch sports with this, like, gratefulness of, like, it could end at any moment. So I'm going to, I'm going to appreciate this. I'm like, I'm going to appreciate every second of this because at any moment it could be ripped away from us again. Yeah, and I mean, we'll see because it's still the second week of August, and I mean, the weeks have been flying by, but so much has been going down, like, in between the weeks. It's like, I don't even know how to keep up on what went on last week and what's going on. Manfred was like, the season might be canceled on Monday, and here we are another Monday later, and we're still going, so I'm like, right, I guess we're still going. I mean, the players that have opted out for the NFL, they made their decision. They'll probably receive a 150 K salary advance, their contract will total the next year. They will still get their health insurance. Um, and they're the same way if you qualify as having a high risk condition and you provide proof to your team and whatever, you'll receive 350K. Um, that doesn't count as a salary advance. Uh, their contract will toll. And they will also get health insurance and so on and so forth. But we shall see with like what. 2,000 players in the NFL. Uh, I know. What's going to go down? I don't really know, like, what their game plan is. I just – it's – um, I think – not that it will be deter- – I'm curious to see if more players opt out is really, like, where I'm at right now. I'm, I think things are so just not up in the air with the NFL. I think they're pretty set in their plan. However, again – I watch every game 
knowing that it could be the last game of 2020. Like, I just know that, all right, tomorrow they could be like, you know what, we're done. And so yeah. I think that – I think it's it's still too far out from the actual start of the season to know, like, not that the NFL is going to necessarily change its mind, but, like, who knows what case numbers look like three weeks from now. And it's like, we can barely keep the MLB players, like, in, like, following the rules. Like, the NFL players, I have really low expectations and that they're, they're going to follow doing- the rules because on a regular day, they're going out and beating women up in elevators. So, like, who freaking knows what the hell they're going to do? Like, when somebody tells you, like, no, you can't do something, it makes you want to do it so much freaking more. And then you add on all the monies that these people have. The money In their back pocket. The monies. Like, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, I and think it's And then they just be, think they're not going to get caught. It's going to be really interesting to see how the next couple weeks play out. I mean, the MLB has made me personally so angry that mm-hmm. I think going into the football season, I'm just going to have to not act so surprised should we take up like meditation or something like i feel like we have a lot of like yoga on like our instagram live we need like sports fans yoga of like Like, all right this is all really frustrating and be like okay so tomorrow what we're gonna see is everybody's gonna be out after the first week this is this has actually been my fear about the nfl that i've been saying for a really long time I think that the quality of the games are going to go down so much, mm-hmm. kind of the way that the MLB has, because we're in fantasy baseball. I just are we? My Am I? <laughs> because I haven't touched my lineup, because to be honest with you, like half of my teams haven't been playing games because they've been suspended, mm-hmm. postponed, whatever. People have been on the IL for like coronavirus or whatever. So I haven't really cared. And I, I mean, like, I, don't I mean, what happens if your quarterback gets corona? What do you do? You know what That's I mean? That's what I'm saying, like, though. Because you play week one, and then say you test Monday or Tuesday after you play, whatever. Say you play Sunday, they test you on Monday or Sunday night. On Tuesday, you realize, oh, half of my starters have coronavirus, so they have to quarantine. for. They have to sit out for 10 days. I think that's what the MLB is doing is 10 days, whatever. So you sit out for 10 days. Then what? You play week two with – your second string quarterback, and then and that's like, assuming they like, recover quickly. Fine, I guess exactly. That's assuming nothing really bad happens. But then let's say like you're onto your third string quarterback by week three, and then all your starters are out. And this is going to vary team by team. But I'm saying if people go out, if players start going out in a full contact sport, that's the thing. That's yeah, you're like different up about the MLB. Spaces. I'm talking about the MLB and the NFL as like one the same thing. They are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. They have way more people in the NFL, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think they do. And it's a full contact sport. Like that's just what gets me so fired mm-hmm. up. Like about it all is like the I feel like the game quality is gonna go down so much and like they don't it's even just play so anything. there's just so many risks. Like, there's so many variables. Fans and viewers are kind of watching it with the intention of like, okay, not every single game matters because they play so many games, but the NFL they don't play that many games. So every yeah. game freaking matters. And then everyone's gonna start complaining and whatever when their favorite athlete can't play because they have coronavirus. Yeah, and... Did you see that one coming? Because I did. (laughs) And it's just, like, there's just... Even with the best plan, like, the most well-thought-out, like, 
precautions, safety things, all of that, even with the best plan, there's still so many variables. There's still so, so many variables, many, so it's so, so many hard variables to, being like, all of those players with free will and intellect that can choose their own thing and decide whatever they want to do because you can write down on a piece of paper that uh, you can't go out and do whatever, but at the end of the day, everyone's going to do what they want to do. Like, I, honestly, I love the NBA bubble. I love it. I love everything about it. And I, I really was a big do. hater on the bubble. I was like, this is stupid because why are we even doing this? And it's like, now yeah. it's like, you know what? I'd rather oh, watch because the I NBA think, in their bubble than watch the MLB running around America spreading I think the I think the bubble, the WNBA and the NBA and the NHL bubbles, give us sports with an understanding that things aren't normal and that there's still a lot of work to do. We're not, there's no pretending that everything's normal. Exactly. It's like, all right, we're in the bubble. We have all these virtual fans, all of that. And like, so it gives this like, it's an escape from the like crappiness of life, don't but like... it's a reminder that we still have work to do. And I think that that's a yeah. really good thing. Um, I just don't really like that the NBA took away their uh, dress code stuff because I, like, love that. Oh, my God. Did you see LeBron's, like, short suit? I loved it. Yeah, he looked great. Now, you know what I mean? Yeah, my mom were like, like, there's, like, a mask trend. Like, like, Kawhi Leonard has, like, his, like, mask and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like, maybe there's going to be, like, mask fashion that goes on. Oh, but the WNBA. That's something we can touch on in a couple weeks. Yeah, the WNBA. This is going to be, like, my closing point on this. The WNBA is just again, at, like, the forefront of social change and social justice, and Mm -hmm. let's recognize for them that they have been on the the front lines of this for a very, very long time, and they keep coming out every single game with the good messages in favor of social change, social justice, and I think that they're just doing amazing. (laughs) I just think they're awesome. I think so, Um, too. So, so let's, we're gonna start wrapping up. And there's still no announcement from the Big Ten. Okay, what are we at? 12.42 p.m. on Tuesday? Why do I feel like this is like, they're going to be like locked no, in their office will, until a decision's made? I, will, I mean, they do have until August 21st, though. Yeah. Like, so, to make a decision. So I with, feel like we're just going to keep pushing this back days and days and days, and then it's August 20th, and we're all like, what? Since we're not just going to sit here and wait for them to make a decision, we're going to start wrapping up with our favorite things of the week. Jess, do you want to go first? Yeah, because I think find. you actually have yours where I don't think I so, do. So, oh my god, tell me I lost it. My favorite thing of the week is all of the men that are like hating on Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion for their song WAP. It's so funny. I mean, it's definitely not a song that I'm putting on my queue when I'm driving anywhere. But I mean, definitely a killer song. I thought that the music video was so artistically creative and obviously Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion, I guess Kylie Jenner, I don't really like her at all. So, I mean, but still, she looked great. It was awesome. My biggest thing is like men love hating on women who rap about the same things that men rap about, which is from a women's point, woman's point of view. And I just think it's, I think it's hilarious. Uh, okay, I love you actually gave me mine. About- really good yeah a lot of men talk about cardi b and specifically cardi b like when they hate on her for being so hypersexual as a woman and stuff like that uh i think it's hilarious because i mean men are exactly like that they just get uncomfortable by it because it's a woman who's like comfortable Uh, that's my thing i'm like if you all women that's my thing as long as you're being nice to people and being nice and respectful to yourself 
do whatever the freak you it's want. her body it's her her voice, body it's her, her talent choice. it's her platform it's her fame she could do whatever she wants i and guess what we're that's still like, talking about it and she's freaking yeah. killing it that's my thing with like friends and stuff like that when people are like they should like so-and-so shouldn't do this or so-and-so shouldn't do that i'm like are you safe yes are you happy yes then do whatever you want like if though if you can answer yes for those questions follow your bliss so you led me you gave me an idea for what my favorite thing of the week is and it's a little like late but that's okay um overall taylor swift as a whole but specifically too specifically obviously folklore new album and what made me think of that is her song the man which i from her previous album lover and that song i listen to it on blast all the time it's so good it's such a good like stadium like anthem so good and she in her documentary on netflix miss americana she it shows her writing that song and she uses the line i don't want to mess it up because she deserves better than that so she uses the line what's it like to brag about raking in dollars and getting bitches and models and she makes a point when they show her writing this of like men get to call us that in songs so she's like F it, I'm owning it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. calling it out. And I just think, going along with your Cardi B point, hats off to Taylor, as always, and also The Last Great American it, Dynasty. Baby. I cannot stop listening to that song. It is so good. I love that whole album. It's so different. It's, like, really cool, different Taylor Swift. So I think a lot more people like it that weren't really Taylor fans before. She's just fantastic. I love Taylor Swift. It makes me sad that everyone, anyone ever hated on her. I was a big Taylor Swift, like, teenager, and then I got a little bit out of it, um, kind of when she did like Red in like 1989 and Reputation. I like wasn't as into those, which I, I am now. But now I'm like back full on in. Um, She's cool. I think her watch- range is sick. Yeah. So her range is sick. Like the first album thing- she ever released to now. Oh, yeah. And I guess that means my overall thing for the week is honestly Miss Americana watch it if you have it it's on netflix it's so good and it really it's great if you're someone that doesn't like taylor swift it gives you a lot of insight into like things that people would criticize her for and like kind of what how she's dealt with that and like why things are the way they are whatever and if you do love taylor swift it's just like it's just awesome so great thing those are my things um that's kind of all we have for this week football college Football. football football just football remember guys you uh youtube spotify apple music mm-hmm. follow Subscribe, us on instagram great follow us on instagram and twitter we're trying to get new into this whole social media thing usually lily and i don't care that much but i care a lot i want to hear what you guys think about the shows if there's anything yeah you guys know. talk about shoot us a dm we're gonna try to get more interactive on our shows and on social media in the next weeks to come so there's some exciting things in the works for you guys so keep listening and just remember it's never just sports we'll see you next time thanks for tuning in